Welcome to Sports, 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 where sports and culture attempt to reach across the aisle. <laughs> Coming to you from Park Place Arts in beautiful Anderson, Indiana, with me tonight is my co-host, the exclamation point, the passionate one, Reed. Good evening. I am Rowdy, the man who cares nothing about sports, and uh, Snoop, uh, the period, uh, is uh, at home, I think, blowing chunks. Oh, so, no. Yeah. So it's just it's a, it it's was a, the election results. No I think doubt. so. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. no doubt. Um, I think he's I think he's at home playing uh, Red Dead Redemption Two. I don't know. <laughs> Has he ever played a video? Actually, I don't know that he's Assassin's ever played a video Creed. game. I have no idea. <laughs> but uh, yeah, episode sixty two. How's it going? Feel good. Yeah, feeling pretty good. My T levels are I think uh, level and correct today. Okay. So feel pretty good. All right. Well, uh, how about some sports? How about it? Let's kick it off with uh, Duke destroying Kentucky. What's the story here? Oh, my goodness. So, men's college basketball started last night, Rowdy. And wait, now, Kentucky, were those your ball boys last week? Yes, but the football team. The football team. The football team. Okay, all right. After last night, Kentucky might be viewed more now as a football school oh. than a basketball school. That's that's a little hyperbolic. That's uh-huh. a little, little uh, day after reactionary there. <laughs> but, I mean, they got handled. Duke has got three freshmen that are ridiculous. They are already pro-caliber really? caliber players. This Zion Williamson guy is unreal. He is... I don't know. They kept saying, and I'm trying to remember now, I think 6'8 or 6'9, 280, 285. 285, yeah. yeah. Wingspan of 6 foot 10 inches. Yeah. Guy is incredible. The burst he has, the way he can jump, he's got like a 40 plus inch vertical. Uh, just super powerful. I mean, he's bigger than LeBron, but can move as well, if not better than LeBron. Of course, you know, he's like, what, 19 years old or yeah. something, too? 18 years old. Wow. But uh, Duke hung 118 points huh. on Kentucky. Kentucky scored 84. Duke only had four turnovers throughout the game. 118 points, Rowdy, in college ball is ridiculous. I mean, usually you're scoring... 80, oh, 70, really? 80 points. What, now, NBA usually can, it NBA can get up to NBA anymore is usually north of 100. And Didn't that's used just to be because like that, of like the quality of the players? The caliber what? of player, the the defensive strategies, the whole kind of, I mean, they're just more disciplined. So you typically, uh, ideally anyway, you have less turnovers, mm-hmm. things like that, uh, although that's not always the case. But yeah, I mean, I don't know what the average would have been last year, but I would say the majority of teams probably averaged in the high 90s, low 100s in terms of what they scored on a night-to-night basis. Yeah. But this was the uh, number one Duke Blue Devils versus the number three Kentucky Wildcats, and Kentucky got skunked. And it was the entire second half. So in college basketball, you play two 20-minute halves instead of four 12-minute quarters. Hmm. And I flipped it on in the second half with about 14 minutes to go, and Duke was up like like 24 points and was not stopping. I mean, they just they huh. crushed it. That was in Indianapolis at Bankers Like Fieldhouse oh, for cool. the opener. Huh. It was like the State Farm Invitational or something like yeah. that. But boy, Duke looks like the truth this year. If you can take anything from one game, they're going to win it all. So does this game count for their season? Yes. Or what? Okay. Yes, this all is right. a regular season game, okay. so it counts towards this. So. 
probably I haven't looked at I don't know when they put out the rankings in college basketball. That's mm-hmm. what we need Snoop for. But um I'm sure Kentucky will drop. <laughs> but this this isn't gonna hurt Kentucky's chances. We'll, we'll, I'm sure you'll fill out a bracket since you are the reigning oh, champion sure. yeah, of, course. of uh, bracketology for yeah, sports, why not? sports, sports. But Kentucky will certainly get in the tournament. But, boy, Duke looks really good this year. Really this, good. This Williamson guy, I looked up his Wikipedia. Uh-huh. Um, he apparently, uh, basketball coach Roy Williams from the Carolina Tar Heels, yep. supposedly told him that he was the best player had, he had seen since Jordan. Wow. So, well, he's getting a ton of hype. And from what yeah. I saw, he deserves it right now. If he can stay healthy and keep it going. Now, how often? So, in football, mm-hmm. you've got a lot of guys who are really good in college and then are terrible when they become pros. Right. Is that not the case with college basketball? It, it is the case a lot. Yeah. Um, Basketball is a little different because you only have 12 players on the squad versus in college football, you might have 90 players on a team. Wow. Uh, but this guy How is definitely... How you feed all those guys. Yeah, yeah buffet <laughs> style. But uh, this guy's definitely going to the NBA next year. So yeah. in college basketball, you can be the one and done. you got to play one year and then you can go pro. Where mm-hmm. in college football, you got to play three years Okay. before you can go pro. So you don't see him staying at Duke? No. Yeah. I'm surprised. I'm actually with his caliber of play, and yeah. I haven't followed the recruiting or anything like that. But I'm actually really surprised he even went to college because mm. you can go straight to the NBA. Wow! So I'm I'm surprised. Yeah, unreal. Cool. Uh, next up, Bama shuts out LSU oh, in the game Death the, Valley. That's right, the game of the century. Everybody thought LSU <laughs> was going to be that number three ranked team that yeah. was going to put something in Alabama. Alabama wins twenty nine to zero. Wow! Shuts out LSU in Death Valley under the lights. Huge game. Bama's D came up big. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa actually played for the first time in the fourth quarter. He hasn't played a fourth quarter all season. Uh, he came into the game with 25 touchdowns, zero interceptions. He did throw his first interception against hmm. LSU's defense, uh, but they went on. They did miss two extra points, one blocked, one a bad hold. Huh. Uh, so they still have zero kicking game, but anybody that had any doubts about Alabama – uh, winning it all, those were pretty quickly snuffed out with what they did to LSU. Wow. Yeah, LSU couldn't do anything. They got a bright-eyed, bushy-tailed quarterback look like he didn't know what he got himself into that <laughs> night. Boy, They tore him up. It was awesome. It was great. Crazy. Roll Tide. Uh, and then next, uh, Des Bryant signs with the Saints. Des Bryant, former uh, wide receiver from the Dallas Cowboys, okay. uh, got released last season and could not find a team all year. We're going really? into week 10 in the NFL, and he is just now signing with a team. We've passed the trade deadline and everything. So he finally got signed to the New Orleans Saints who are currently, I think, tied or in clear first in their division in the uh, NFC South. Okay. Uh, So they're a nasty team anyway. And Dez is getting older. He's in, I think he's 33, 34 years old. Huh. uh, At least in his early 30s. Kind of a prima donna, kind of that classic big drama receiver. But, Uh you know... uh, New Orleans doesn't really have a clear number two receiver. They have Michael Thomas, who is their clear number one receiver, but they don't really have a number two guy. So if he can learn the playbook and slide in, that's only going to help the Saints. But I am surprised it took this long to sign 
to sign Des Bryant. Yeah. And with as much kind of drama as he can be, um, he's not by far not the worst receiver in terms of that in the league. But uh, I figured he'd get signed, but I didn't think it would take this long. So yeah. we'll see what he does this week. Uh, I, I forget who New Orleans plays, hmm. but if he can pick up the playbook, he could be a contributor pretty pretty quickly, I think. Well, cool. Uh, hey, you know Yo. what time it is? Haters. Haters. Taters. Hot taters. Hot tater time. All right. Hot taters. All right, Rowdy, let's go over what we did last week first. So the week nine picks. Yes. You had Oakland mm-hmm. uh, winning. Let's see. No. Let me see. How does Snoop have this done here? You had San Francisco beating Oakland minus yeah. three. Uh-huh. Uh, that's a loss. Oh. Uh, Oakland lost uh, 34 to three. Mm. So they got smoked. Yeah. The Raiders are terrible this year. Cool. Thanks for uh, thanks for the advice on that. Yeah, well, you you're know what welcome. though, yeah, the black uh, hole. Yeah, yeah, right? that's all right. Yep. All right. At the one o'clock game, Kansas City versus Cleveland. You picked Kansas City at minus eight. Yeah. Well, that's a win. Hey. Kansas City beat Cleveland thirty-seven twenty-one. Yeah, I figured. And uh, the interesting note for Kansas City: every player that scored for Kansas City uh-huh. in that game was from Cleveland. What? Yeah. Isn't that wild? That is really weird. Yeah. Have they ever played for Cleveland? They've no, like played they for just Cleveland? grew up in Cleveland. Oh, that's really yeah, weird. So they came home to play Cleveland. They played for Kansas City, and everybody that scored for Kansas City hails from the city of Cleveland. But there were a lot of conflicted feelings there, after that yeah, game. I, I bet so. All right, 4 o'clock game. Houston versus Denver. You picked Denver at minus two and a half. This was a squeaker rowdy, but you won it. Houston beats Denver. 1917. Okay. So that's a win. Eight o'clock game. Green Bay Packers versus uh-huh. New England Patriots. Yeah, I picked the I picked the Packers. You did pick the Packers. Did they lose? Unfortunate that they <sighs> lost. That was a pick'em game. It was a push. And uh New England wins 31-17. Then finally, Monday night, Tennessee Titans mm-hmm. versus the Dallas Cowboys at minus four. You picked Tennessee, if I remember. No, did you pick that? I picked the Titans. You picked the Titans. Yep. That's a win. Okay. Titans win 28-14. Okay. Yeah, and the reason I picked the Titans was because back in one of our early episodes when we did the you know ranking NFL That's teams right. based on if the team, if the players had to eat the food consumed by their mascot... That's how right. they would yes. perform. And the Titans, since they're basically they, gods. And they can eat anything. They're eating like ambrosia. ambrosia. That's right. Yeah. Nectar of the gods. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, of course they're going to win. And then we had the special pick. Okay. LSU, Alabama. Alabama was 14 and a half point favorite. On Obviously, you picked the rolling yes, Crimson Tide, who won 29 to zero. So that's a win. So right now, Rowdy, you flipped the script. Mm-hmm. Right now, your overall record is 15, 14, and one. Okay. So yeah. you got a winning record right now. So I love let's it. go through this week's games and make your picks and see what we got. So okay. let me get my keyboard going here. So first Thursday night, we have Carolina Panthers versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. This line opened at minus set the Steelers at minus seven. It has shrunk down now to the Steelers minus three and a half. Who okay. you got? Oh, Steelers, the- Panthers. Um 
Thursday night. Cam Newton versus Ben Rapisberger. Cam Newton plays for who? Panthers. Panthers. Pick the Panthers. Yep. All right. Panthers it is. Next Sunday, 1 o'clock, your hometown, Indianapolis Colts mm-hmm. versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hmm. Colts are minus three, three-point advantage. Who you got? You know what? I've been betting against the Colts, and that's not been paying off for me. Right. So I'm going to – I'll, I'll give them a chance. going to pick I'll, the hometown I'll, boys? I'll give them a chance. All right. We'll put you I'm down gonna, for I'm, India I know minus I'm, three. I'm going to end up regretting it, but it's, it's <laughs> Yeah, right. that, that's always a tough game because that's a divisional <laughs> matchup, so it's kind of a kind of a coin toss on that. Yeah. One. Four o'clock game. Uh, California California game, Subway Series, or Freeway Series, I guess you could call it. you got okay. the L.A. Chargers versus the Oakland Raiders. Looks like this game is in the Bay, is in Oakland. Chargers, 10-point favorites. Who you got? Now, the Raiders gonna, got it, you last week. Yeah, I was going to say, it's got to be the Chargers because the Raiders let me down. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a pretty good pick. The Raiders are terrible. Sunday night, 8 p.m., Dallas Cowboys okay. versus the Super Bowl defending champions, Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles are Man. a minus seven, seven-point favorite, and that game is in Philly. That is also a divisional game. They've got the, um, what do they call it, the third man or something? Is that what they call it when you got all the home team? Oh, the 12th man. 12th man. Or if you're Gary Danielson, the 11th man, they kept saying during the Alabama game, which made no (laughs) sense because there are 11 players on the football team. But Uh, yeah, no, but Seattle is the one that has the 12th man. That's when like the CEO of Apple sometimes raises the flag, the 12th flag. So Dallas versus Philly in Philly, Super Bowl champs, divisional game, Philly seven-point favorite. Yeah, it's Philly. All right. Philly it is. And finally, the Monday night game, the matchup of the two worst teams in the NFL. Oh. So this ought to be a real barn burner. You got Eli Manning and the New York Giants versus the San Francisco 49ers in San Francisco. San Francisco is a three-point favorite. I think, I'd have to look this up, but I think between the two teams, they either have three or four wins collectively. And it's week 10, so they played 18 oh, games. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm going to go with the Giants. Giants! And, uh, solely, solely because of the food, the food thing. Because if you're a Giant... That's true. Versus I like a, where you're going here. an old prospector. Yep. You probably are eating better food. Unless you struck gold and then you're buying yourself a steak dinner. So it's true. <sighs> yeah, but how often did those guys strike yeah, gold? Yeah, not often. All right, I'll do I'll do the Giants. All right. Yeah. Recap, you got Carolina yep. over Pittsburgh, Indianapolis over Jacksonville, the Los Angeles Chargers over the Oakland Raiders, yep. uh, Philadelphia Eagles over the Dallas Cowboys, yep. and the New York Giants, football Giants, over the San Francisco 49ers. All right, so is it time to protect the roost? I think we should protect the All right, roost for let's sure. Let's talk about the roost. Well... Is this their last game? This is was their second to last second game. To last Next game. week okay. is their last okay. game. Who'd they and, play? Uh, this week they they was an away game. They're in Cincinnati okay. playing Mount St. Joseph. Okay. Unfortunately, the roost does not travel well. No. Because uh, the Anderson University Fighting Ravens lost forty five to six. Okay. I mean, that is a shellacking. <laughs> So their overall record is two and seven. Remember, I said they're going to win three games this year. Yeah, they only got one more shot yeah. to do it. Their conference record's two and five. I'm pretty sure that is either dead last or second to last okay. in terms of conference play. Next week, 
The Ravens are back home to protect the roost at Macholt Stadium okay. in Anderson, Indiana. Senior day. Oh, it, they're going to lose. It's senior. Yeah, there's too much pressure. <laughs> because if they have all these people, you know, I feel like the more people that come to attend, the more the they're going to yeah, the yeah. get the jitters or whatever. And yeah. yeah. Um, Probably. Who are they playing? Senior day. It's their annual season finale against okay. Manchester University. Right? It's university now. I think it's no think longer so. Manchester College. Yeah. This game has is kind of a theme game. It's called okay. they're playing for the bronze ball. It's a trophy is game. Is that a new thing? Uh not from what I read. Okay. I've never heard of it before. Okay. But it's a trophy game playing for the bronze ball. Senior day is their last chance to win three games. But you got Manchester. I think it's going to be Manchester. I have no hope I'm for the Ravens. I'm afraid you're right. We'll update you next week and let you know where the Anderson University Fighting Ravens end up in their full season schedule and whether Coach Rock has got them <laughs> three wins or if they're stuck at two and eight. All right. Well, hey, Reed, I've got a couple of thought experiments here. Oh, um, I like where this is going. So right. with election night, uh-huh. uh occurring last night well two, yeah, two nights ago there's a competitive nature yeah. to elections yeah. here yeah I like yeah, this so I've got a couple thought experiments that kind of combine sports and politics okay alright so this first thought experiment if you <laughs> are a political strategist uh huh like I'm James Carville yeah and and you need to find a human skeleton <laughs> yeah exactly if you're yeah walking talking skeleton uh, who needs to find Current or retired athlete oh. to run for the governorship of any state. Of any of, state. Of okay. Either party. Okay. Who do you choose? Oh man. So think about it. Okay. I'll, I'll run. I'll run through a few oh, you here got and, some see, and see what you think. Okay. So my first thought was Bo Jackson mm-hmm. because Bo knows so many things. What doesn't he like, know? Right. I figured Bo could know politics. Bo is actually uh, a Republican. Not surprising. He uh, lives in Illinois currently, right. but he's from Alabama. Yes. So, you know, potentially he could run in in either state. Right. I would say if he's going to run, he should move back to Alabama and uh, run agreed. as a Republican. Can you imagine? Oh, he would it, dominate. It, yeah. yeah. It'd be amazing. <laughs> he went to Auburn. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think he would he, dominate. I think he'd be great. Yeah. And nobody wants to get caught up in those dirty politics of Illinois anyway. Oh, exactly. Bo seems like a clean guy, you know, straight talker. He mm-hmm. doesn't have any time for that. Yeah. That dirt up there. Oh, totally. In Illinois. Um, my next pick is Serena. Oh, Serena as Williams. A, as a Democrat. Now yes. She, I think, currently lives in Florida. Yes. But she's from Michigan originally. And via Compton, California. Oh, that's right. Too. That's right. Huh. So she's got several options here. Yeah. I feel like Serena. Well, if you're looking at the map, don't you have to go to Florida? I think she'd Michigan's have to go. Because Michigan's pretty locked yeah. up blue. She, California yeah. is no she doubt She should definitely go to Florida. Um, yeah. I mean, that's. She could beat that. And that uh, race was what so. What was that? DeSantis. DeSantis. Yeah. God, that guy. I know. Oh, Greaseball. Yeah. That uh, was. Man, that race was unreal. <sighs> that one in O'Rourke. And uh, Cruz, yeah, it, they, they were closer, way closer than I thought they were gonna oh, be. Oh, me too, that was wild, but yeah, I feel like Serena, as close as that was, I feel like she could clean house but, as a Democrat. As we learned in her latest outburst, Serena does not like being accused of being a cheater, 
That is true. And that is all they do in Florida with elections is cheat. Right? Well. Hanging Chad. That's true. We not but forget? they just passed the legislation. That's right. To 1. return mil. the vote to all former felons. Yeah. Is convicted that right? Felons. Convicted felons. Yeah. I think. Who have served their time. Freed convicted felons. Right. right? Exactly. Yeah. They have to have served their time. Yeah. Um, oh, 2020 is going to be a bloodbath in Florida oh, yeah. for the liberals. you got to think, right? I would imagine because it's been so close. As long as they can actually get these people to vote, to vote like as long as they're incentivized I to hope do they it. Do. But, and they're I mean, more than likely the majority of them are people of color, yeah. which is not good for the Republican yeah. base in Florida. Not at all. So yeah. th- that's going to be real interesting. So, I yeah, I would say Serena runs in Florida yeah, because it'd just be too easy. She needs that competitiveness, and in, in Michigan and California be too easy. With Gillum as her uh, as her as running, a running mate, mate. Yeah. Why not? oh, they would, they would clean oh, house. Yeah. I like that Gillum guy a lot. Yeah, yeah. Now, what do you think about? Hmm. Uh, let's let's go hmm. back across the aisle. Okay, what do you think about Peyton Manning, Republican? Definitely Peyton a Republican. Manning. He has uh, <laughs> 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 he, he donated to. Um, he's donated thousands of dollars to, um, uh, different GOP politicians. Mm-hmm. He's donated to, uh, Corker, uh, donated to Bush. He was, uh, he, he and Eli both in 2016 were on team Jeb. They were, Ugh. they were like the team only, dunce. They were, it was like, it was just Eli Payton and Jeb. I think those were the only people on team Jeb. You know why? Because they all <laughs> look like giant kindergartens. <laughs> Don't they? They look like yeah. giant kindergartens. Yeah, they really, yeah, yeah. they, they kind of do. And off the top, especially Jeb and Eli, yeah. seem a little, you know, just simple. Please clap. Yeah, please, yeah, please <laughs> clap. My mother loves me. Please clap. <laughs> uh, he donated to Mitt Romney. Oh, and Who's then also... A, he was a victor last night. He also owned uh, 21 Papa John's uh, in Colorado until, like, I think February of until this year. Until all that hit yeah, the fan. Yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so as a Republican, where do you have him running though? Because I see connections. Obviously, Tennessee. Well, so so he's got yeah. So his Louisiana, so he's born in Louisiana, right? Obviously, t- Tennessee. Tennessee, Indiana, and then he lives in Colorado. in Colorado. So as a Republican, he still lives in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I believe so. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Um, I think. Can you imagine if Peyton ran in Indiana? Landslide. It would be a total landslide. Landslide. Tennessee, I feel like, too. I feel like, yeah, yeah, in Louisiana, Colorado's the only Colorado, up, I think he would lose. You think he would lose? I think he could lose, just because of his positions. Mm-hmm. If he has the standard Republican kind of stance and positions yeah. on issues, I don't think Colorado's going to have much time for that. I mean, they just, what, elected the first openly gay man as mm-hmm. governor? Yeah. Um, I mean, they got legalized marijuana. Hmm. They got a bunch of hippy dippy yeah. crap out there, man. Colorado's. Do you think Peyton can get his uh, his uh, um, hormonal therapy? Uh, oh, stem cells. Stem cell therapy uh, easily in Colorado. Not in Indiana. In Colorado, he could <laughs> yeah. probably order it. In, yeah, exactly. He ain't touching that in Indiana yeah. or in Tennessee. Yeah. Tennessee would be a landslide. Yeah. no question. Yep. Yeah, Louisiana's kind of like Illinois, filthy politics, mm-hmm. but. I think he would win there too. I bet he would. He might win in man. He I think might he could win I think Colorado. He could, I think he could. He might win. He could flip him back. Boy, I the think Republicans would love that. The key with Peyton would be whoever whoever handled his 
TV spots. Yes. He would have great commercials. Well, so they'd have it would have they would have they'd have to hire some really good directors though because Peyton's known for really funny TV commercials. That's right. But he is. What probably most of the rest of the country doesn't know is in Indiana, he's known for really terrible TV commercials. Like JD, or, uh, do you remember Marsh Supermarkets? Yes. He so and the car one he did. Oh with, yeah, uh, Andy Moore. Andy That's right. Toyota. Oh yeah. yeah. So so Peyton used to um, uh, appear in commercials for Marsh Supermarkets here in Indiana, which are now with, out of with business. <laughs> dis- disgraced CEO Don Marsh. Um, I got a funny Don Marsh story after. Oh, you're I done. can't wait. Yeah. Um, and they were the most painful commercials to watch. Not funny. Oh, they were terrible. Peyton was terrible in them. Yep. He's standing there next to the, you know, little bloated leprechaun, Don Marsh. <laughs> he totally and is they pickled. just, oh man. He, yeah. Yeah. He for sure is pickled. Uh, but you know, Don Marsh, he didn't have a lot of time to put into those commercials cause he had to, you know, be flying his mistress. So, you and know, his all board of directors to <laughs> yeah. Fiji once a year, wherever oh, yeah. the hell they went. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. What's your Don Marsh story? So, remember Galleons? Mm-hmm. The sporting goods store is now Dick's, but yeah. it's at the Castle yeah, Square yeah. Mall. I was in a Galleons once and just okay. kind of, you know, looking around, walking through the aisles. And this old, short, frizzy-haired, drunk dude <laughs> walks around the corner. He goes, hey, you work here? And I just, I said, oh, no, sir, sorry, I don't work here. And he, oh, okay. And he kind of starts to walk away, and I look at him. It's Don Marsh. Don Marsh. Don Marsh. You think he was drunk when you saw him? Oh, without doubt. I mean, he was. What we were in like the, I don't even remember what se- camping section or something like that, like a bunch of tents, and he just comes like wheeling around this corner. Hey, I'm like, what, Don? You don't have somebody that can come pick up whatever you need here, Don? Like, what, what are we doing here? But, yeah, that was probably towards the end of his reign. Uh, well, he'd probably but, been he'd probably been across the parking lot, you know. Uh, just you know, at the Buca de Beppo, Buca de, probably or, been, or there at Bravo, just yeah, pouring them down exactly, and, and then just kind of stumbled off and ended right. up in the galleons. He yeah, probably like, didn't know. He saw this big building with a bunch of windows and escalators inside. How do I get out of here? Yeah. Hey, yeah, maybe am I, I, am, I, am I in the woods? Yeah, maybe where I am I? Should have said yes. He was just looking <laughs> for the exit. <laughs> it's a confusing place. It is, but yeah. uh, man, that's yeah. funny. Don Mars, that was one of my rare celebrity sightings in Indianapolis. Yeah. Um, couple more here okay. so uh i'm working on a couple here okay yeah. um so at first i was thinking megatron could yeah. be good as a democrat in georgia saw him once too really what was your story with him saw him in a casino it was a uh, mike's bachelor party when we were i up, was there yeah it, when we were up in detroit at the casino for real you yeah. saw him the only person i saw was that dude from uh yes American i saw Idol. him too the gray-headed, the gray-headed player yeah the gray-headed kind of country-ish yeah kind older of guy. guy taylor taylor swift no taylor swift taylor something yeah, yeah i saw him too he's playing blackjack exactly yeah. i saw him but yeah megatron was there with security guards and i remember he had big chain on you know he's yeah. huge dude and I, I forget who I was with. There were a couple of us there, but we were like, whoa, dude, it's Megatron. Yeah. And he just looked at his security guys, and they were just like, let's get him out of here. And they were gone. And that was it. Like, he got recognized, and he was out. His security guys were large and in charge. Two of them. I think he, I think he could be good. I think he— For Georgia, because he's, he's Georgia Tech Ge- Yeah, Georgia. And, yeah. and I think he's got a fun personality. 
Uh, but yeah, apparently like there's a nice there's guy. a quote from him actually he oh. said he has no interest in running in running for office. He says, quote, I'm not a politician. I cannot sit in that state house and listen to all the banter all day. I can't do it. <laughs> so I guess Megatron's out. Uninterested. Um, and then my final pick is um, Mr. Grant Hill, Democrat, who, who uh, could potentially run in Texas, Virginia, or Florida. Oh. He's got connections to all three. What about North Carolina? He was a Duke. Alum. Oh, was he? Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, he actually. So speaking of, he was a double major in history and political science. Sounds like a shoe in. And the dude has like, I mean, he also has, I think, one of the largest, if not the largest, collections of African American art. Really, all kinds of like philan- uh, philanthropical really? Uh, organizations he's involved with. I think. I think Grant Hill. I think Grant Hill could. I think he could be a solid pick. You know where we need him the most, and he played there for a couple years at least. He played in Phoenix. We could oh, use him in Arizona. Yeah. Li- the liberals. Come. Oh yeah, you say he's a Democrat. He's a Democrat. Yeah. Okay. So African American yeah. art. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he's been in the IMA. They have an impeccable African. Oh yeah. Well, that's Maybe. African art. He's African doing art. African yeah, American doing, art. Yeah. Okay. But huh? Yeah. So yeah, he, Grant he, Hill. Well, I mean, the first one that comes to mind, which is fairly obvious as a Hoosier, is yeah. Larry Joe Bird. Hmm. Larry Joe Bird would win in a landslide in Indiana. What, but he's, whatever. He'd just be drunk well, all he the might. time. Yeah. He does like Budweiser. He does, yeah. But everybody loves Larry Joe. Yeah. And I think he would be no nonsense to the point, mm-hmm. but with style. You know, they say he was one of the greatest trash talkers ever. So I'd just like to see him like on the floor uh, of the Senate or something, yeah. just talking trash like Ted Cruz and Lindsey Graham. Well, do you think he's Republican or no, Democrat? He's probably a, that's true. He's probably a Republican. I don't know. I'll look that up. Um, you can just look that up, huh? Yeah, maybe. Well, there you go. Um, but Larry Joe, I don't think it would matter in Indiana what party he was. I think he would win. But it would be interesting to see who he would be trash talking, Yeah. what side of the aisle he's on. Huh. Yeah, that's a good one. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what his political leanings are. But yeah, I I, I agree. I think Shaq could be an interesting politician. Oh, Shaq would be great. Professor O'Neill or Doctor O'Neill. He's a doctor now. He has a PhD in education. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay. And he's also deputized in the Louisiana as Louisiana law enforcement officer. Huh. So he could de- he could probably straighten out the dirty politics of Louisiana. Big old Shaq Diesel, take care of business. <laughs> Actually, I just saw, going back to Larry Bird, apparently uh, this was a story from January. His older brother, Mark, uh, was seeking a Democratic nomination for an Indian House seat. Really? Uh, but I don't know if what it happened? went anywhere because all the stories I find are just <laughs> him announcing. <laughs> I'm not re- he didn't do yeah, anything. <laughs> I'm not really seeing any stories uh, of him actually That's doing awesome. anything. It's oh, it's all man. just, oh my gosh. He looks just like a fat Larry Bird. Yeah. If, uh, Larry Bird's not skinny if, anymore. If, you, uh, if y'all are out there near a computer, just just do a Google image search for Mark Bird. It looks like wow. it just looks like a, a bloated Larry Legend. It's insane. Yeah, he's lived a little tougher life than his brother. Yeah, it looks like to me. Yep. Uh, Larry needs to throw him some change. <laughs> get, that, um, get that quality of life up a little bit. He apparently wow. also uh, campaigned for mayor of Terre Haute. Um, See, that should be an automatic and, and thing. narrowly lost in 2015. Okay. So, yeah, I don't uh, know. Larry Bird, Shaq. I'm trying to think. 
Hmm. What about any other women? Yeah, that's what I, where I was trying to go there. Um, Serena was a good one. I'm trying to think of other bi- like you know these um, gymnasts are real popular, but mm-hmm. they're awfully young because aren't they like winning medals when they're like six? Oh yeah, they don't even probably qualify. Yeah, and then whole they got their whole lives office. ahead of them. Right. Um, yeah. Right. But like maybe a Mary Lou Retton. Oh, you know? she, yeah, she'd like be interesting. Like the face of American mm-hmm. gymnastics. Yeah. Somebody like that. Um, Venus Williams could be another one. Mm-hmm. She'd be a little more even keeled as a politician over Serena, I think. Uh, it is kind of interesting that celebrities are getting into politics a little more these days. It seems oh, yeah. Like, but not really athletes. People have talked about The Rock, which he's, yeah. you know, WWE, but like... I mean, he's athletic. Yeah. I don't he, know if... Yeah. He's also out entertaining uh, the, you know, crown prince of Saudi Arabia. That's true. So, he's got that. Yeah. The same with the other guy that does the America Loves Everybody commercials. Big wrestler. He's been in movies. Um, John Cena? Yes. He's part of that WWE Saudi Arabia thing, too. Now, there was talk that he might hold out. Once it started getting more attention and more heat, but I think that already took place. Like mm-hmm. the Royal Rumble in the desert, 423 or whatever it was. But yeah, The Rock is uninteresting to me in terms of politics, I think. I hope I hope he just keeps making awesome movies. Mm-hmm. Awesome CGI awesome. movies. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, another thought experiment for yeah, you. Oh, here we go. Okay. You get great tickets mm-hmm. to, say it's the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. amazing Super Bowl tickets. But in order to attend, Uh-oh. you have to take one member of the Trump administration with you. Like a cabinet member? Who oh. would you take and why? Oh, man. Of the Trump administration to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Or or whatever whatever major or to event. say say it was like uh, uh, Alabama championship game. Oh, like the national championship. Yeah, game. and you're on the side. You could be you know on the sidelines. You could be right by their bench. Oh Who would you take? Gosh. Oh man, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Really? Yep. Why? I just I'd get in her ear. I would just ask her <laughs> questions the whole time. I, man, I don't know if I could do it. I don't think I could stand yeah. to be around her. Yeah. I know, but she's, to me, kind of, well, I mean, they're all bad, in my opinion. But if you're going to do it, go yeah. full bore. Yep. I'm thinking, get the worst. Yeah. And Kellyanne Conway's irritating, but she's not as bad as Sarah Huckabee yeah. Sanders. Yeah, uh, she'd be, yeah. Boy. Or Amarosa would be the worst. She's out, though. But she's out. And she yeah. doesn't like Trump anymore. Yeah. So she's flipped the script on that, didn't she? What about you? Who would you take? Oh, Betsy DeVos. I might take her and try to lose her in the crowd. Man, yeah. Boy, I think... Ask her about the curriculum of all these football players, how she feels about student athletes. <laughs> I'm I'm tied between um, Ben Carson. Yeah, he's just a because good one. He'd be a trip. The conversation oh. would be Especially if you're wild. talking Egyptology. Wild. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yeah. he has some 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 opinions there oh. for sure. Oh man, yeah, I think you got to go big or go home. Like yeah, yeah. So Ben Carson, who Ben else? Carson, and the other one would be Wilbur Ross because 
Guaranteed within the first five minutes, Wilbur Ross would fall asleep and I just get to watch the game in peace. That's a good strategy. He always yeah. looks like he's asleep. Even when yeah. he's awake, he, he always looks like he's asleep. Right. Uh, but what half about, the time he just actually is asleep. I mean, no. he's like 98 year old yeah, man. He's anxious. Um, with, with like a 23 year old wife who yeah. married him for love for sure. Oh, without um, a doubt. Sure. But yeah. Like, just like uh, Munchens. Oh, uh, he would be uh, an interesting pick because wife. he is such a weirdo. It's so weird. And this has happened a few times to me where I'm, I'm watching a movie. This. Yeah. Movement what is his face? What is that face He's got thing? Some face ticks, dude. Yeah. Bad. And those transition glasses mm-hmm. he has on. His, yeah. yeah. I, I want to get bo- to the bottom of what's going on with Mnuchin's face. Yeah. Um, and I wonder like, what's your face, dude? Is it like, if he's just like watching a sporting event, would that be happening? But you could also, because he produced so many movies, you could get some inside Hollywood information about, you know, terrible movies like, uh, Suicide Squad and stuff like that. (laughs) So, um, man, I don't know. What about John Bolton? Oh, man. The stash. Bolton? At a football game, be interesting because he would be all about dominating the opponent. Or Mattis. Or Mattis. Mattis at an Alabama game? Yeah. Talk about destruction and mm-hmm. domination. And well, Mattis is well read. Mm-hmm. Mattis would be, Mattis would probably be the best to actually sit down and watch. I ha- actually have a conversation. Yeah, have a conversation yeah. with. Yeah. Um, a legit conversation. But so. see, if I took Sarah Huckabee Sanders, she's all about the hogs. Because she's from Arkansas, the Razorbacks. <laughs> so we, there could be a lot of trash talk. Yeah. Because she'd be a Razorback fan. I'm an Alabama mm-hmm, fan. The mm-hmm. Razorbacks are terrible. She'd be yelling, go hog, suey. And I'd be like, they're not here. Why do you keep lying? You know, I, I think if you have that opportunity, you have to cash in on yeah. the most wretched option possible. Yeah. I just couldn't. Just for it, the experience. The most wretched would be Pence for me, but I couldn't do oh. it. I just couldn't do it. You and Mike. But, you well, and I Mike, tell you what. Here's the, here's the thing, though. Just reach over in the middle of the game and try to hold his hand. Well, Pence. <laughs> actually, Pence might be kind of in that same caliber as, as Wilbur Ross because true. where Wilbur Ross would fall asleep, Pence would just leave after the anthem. <laughs> very, very good. So, that is so true. So then you yes. just have an open seat. Yes. So I could just chill or out. Or you could bring a Koran and set it there next to you, and he wouldn't come anywhere near <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I could just be th- yeah, thumbing, thumbing through the Koran. Right. right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, I didn't even think about Pence. I guess he is, yeah, part of the administration, cabinet member. That's the. Oh, the, he's the worst. The only reason I'd want to be around Pence in person is to, you know, he'd probably be wearing some kind of like. You know, T-shirt or athletic gear, and I would really like to get to the you bottom think? of his bust size. His bu- his bust size is pronounced. It's it seems yes extremely pronounced. It is. So I'd like to get a better look at that and just see. <laughs> yeah, what's I mean, going when, on there? When you have a three button jacket, yes, and when you wear it and it's buttoned. <laughs> If you just glance quickly, it looks like it's a double-breasted <laughs> yes. suit. I mean, it's double-breasted. I don't breasted. think it's pecs. No. Um, and they're not pecs. Yeah. That that man, there's something about that dude. I don't know. It, it's something. We're going to hear things about oh, him Oh, there the will future. definitely be. There, there yeah. are skeletons in the Pence closet. Oh, for, lots of For them. sure. Who do you think is more of a weirdo, Mike Pence or Ted Cruz? Oh, Mike Pence for sure. I feel like Ted Cruz. They're both religious like, zealots. Yeah, but I feel Ted Cruz. He wears it on his sleeve. Like that's true. It's obvious he that knows he is, people hate him. Yeah, and and it's obvious yeah. that he's a total weirdo. Yeah, even his um, daughters know that. Yeah, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I just think Pence. 
I, I he's think such a phony. He yeah, he is a su- he really is. Um, and that squint and that white mm, hair and mm-hmm. just the whole package, it, it's mm-hmm. off. Something about it. Yeah. Karen Pence, I'm not buying that beard Mm-mm. for a second. All right? <laughs> no. No. Come on. I mean, Karen, I'm sure, is a nice lady. Mike, she seems nice. She's she an art, art therapist. Yeah. Hey, um, I got nothing against Karen other than I don't really know what she sees in Mike. But, no. Hey, that's not for me to judge, I guess. Or is it? <laughs> We can judge. Yeah. We have a podcast. When it comes to Mike Pence, we can certainly judge. Yeah. Hey, I mean, we're on iTunes. If we want to judge, that's all right. That's right. Right? First Amendment. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for now at least. Yeah, right, right. So, well. That's true. You'd have an open seat, though, after the anthem. Yeah, totally. Well, that's that's all I've got for uh, thought experiments. All right. Uh, We got about 20 minutes left. What do you want to do here? I'm up for whatever. You want to just... Come up with something. You know, freestyle. Let's freestyle. All right. Snoop well, would love this, by the way. All right. Let's go back. Let's go back. Hyper local. Okay. So we're in beautiful Anderson, Indiana. That's right. And I can't remember Who, if we've covered this is, on the podcast. For the first time, super deep red. Yeah. Anderson, Anderson was Union a blue town. bastion, in, yeah. surrounded by rural farm communities yep. that were always red. But boy, we turned red yesterday. Mm-hmm. I mean, most of Indiana, red. yeah, most of Indiana, yeah. Good lord. Yep. Ugh. Um, but uh, here in Anderson, we have Mound State Park, which I think we've mentioned Ooh. on the podcast before. One of my favorite spots. Um, and in Mound State Park, there is some lore about oh. some mythical characters mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. potentially live in this in this park called the Puckwudgies. So set the scene for This is kind us. of tying into our last episode with kind of supernatural. Oh, yeah. 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 I kind of wanted to get into that. We didn't uh-huh. have time, but uh-huh. so kind of set the scene. Tell us about Mound State Park. Where is it? What is it? All right. Mound State Park is, I think it's Indiana's smallest or second smallest park. It's just under uh, 300 acres. Mm-hmm. It's on the east side of Anderson. Anderson is the largest city in Indiana with a state park outside Indianapolis, so it's actually within the city limits. It's on the, let's see, left bank of the White River, and it contains 10 Adena Hopewell ancient earthworks that were built approximately 2,000 years ago. So okay. Most people in Indiana, I think, are probably uh, familiar with mounds yep. and these like earthen hill structures mm-hmm. that have enclosures or kind of walls and ditches mm-hmm. around them. Um, but it was the, uh, as they understand it now, it was used by the Adena Hopewell cultures, who are relatives to, relative to the people we understand as Native Americans. Mm-hmm. So when we think about like the Miami or the Navajo or the Cherokee, these are distant. It's like their ancestors. These are basically. their ancestors before they were tribe. That's right. Tr- the tribes that we know is yeah. their ancestors. These are just cultures of people that we don't know a whole lot about, but they're called yep. the Adena and the Hopewell people. The Adena are the older ones than the Hopewell, but those are the people that built these mounds. And so. Right now, there are 10 visible, visible structures in mm-hmm. Mound State Park. Archaeologists think the original complex probably included about 200 mounds. Hmm. But over the years, they've been tilled over by farmers or 
developments have taken them out. The hydraulic canals in the hmm. early 20th century went through some of them. But So we've got 10 left. And one's huge. One's like 300 feet plus across. Yeah, the, the Great, Great Mound. Mound. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of looks like a big donut. Uh, it does. Yeah. With, and, a, with a bite out. Like a big Pac-Man. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And now yeah. Mounds is the, about the furthest west of these of that culture's yes. mounds, right? Like Ohio yes. has it's the, it, yes. thousands and, th- and thousands. This is the Ohioan culture. There's also the Mississippian culture and a couple other things. But these are related to the same complex as if people are from Ohio, specifically South Central Ohio, so mm-hmm. Chillicothe area, mm-hmm. Serpent Mound, yeah. uh, Angel Mounds in uh, southern the Ohio River area. These are all related to those structures, but yes, Mound State Park is the furthest western frontier of those complexes. So it's already all related. Yeah. So it's a it's already a uh, a kind of mysterious it place. Is, for sure. Pretty cool, mysterious mm-hmm. place. Oh, and all of the mounds have all kinds of like astronomical alignments, right? right. To this, they're to like the, giant calendars, yeah. basically. At least that's what we think they are. Now. Yeah. So there's like the equinoxes and yeah. the solstices and right. everything, right. which you're always out there on the mound. On, I go to Circle Mound them. a lot on mm-hmm. the equinoxes. Yeah. So Circle Mound is actually not a circle; it's a rectangle. Yeah. But they call it Circle Mound. They and, didn't used to know their shapes, right? <laughs> Those Indians, yeah. right? Geometry is a human construct, <laughs> um, but a Cartesian construct. But uh, yeah, Circle Mound, the what they call the entrance, so that little gap of the Pac-Man mouth where you can walk into the complex lines up with the sunrise on every vernal and autumnal equinox. Okay, and I've been out there. I was doing a photography project out there for about four years, and it's wild to stand out there and after 2,000 years, watch that thing in perfect alignment. It's that's awesome. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. cool. Now, have you ever seen or heard anything mysterious when you've been out there? I've heard some things. I've never, honestly, I've never uh, seen anything, but I've gone out there at midnight, too, to do uh, night photography and stuff, and you hear some... That would creep me some out. Some strange sounds, like uh, I know one of the telltale signs of of Puckwudgies is uh, hearing bird sounds mm-hmm. after dark, and yeah. I have heard some things like that, but I've never never any visual confirmation. Okay. Yeah. Well, so Puckwudgies, they are these human human creatures, human-like creatures. Humanoid. We don't know. Humanoid yeah. creatures. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they basically just look like little people. They're little people. Uh, and apparently Puckwudgie, the name, comes from the Delaware... And it means little wild men of the forest. Nice. And the Miami Indians called them the Piasaki, uh, which meant the same thing. Um, but they're, you know, two to three feet tall, mm-hmm. uh, light skinned, uh, fair haired. Mm-hmm. Um, and they apparently live in the area. So there's a book called The Puckwudgies of Indiana by Paul Startsman. Uh, and he catalogs some of these encounters. So he's yeah. actually he he on three separate occasions Has actually saw Puckwudgies. Mm-hmm. So he said his first uh, his first encounter. He was walking alone, um, kind of n- near this area on the other side of the river, and said that he uh, uh, he's about ten years old. This was in 1927. Um, suddenly he says from out of the shadows, uh, into the sunlight came a little man about half my size. And he says, we both stopped about 10 yards apart. He was clad in a medium blue smock that came almost to his bare feet. 
He said, it looked like the blue shirts laborers often wore at that time. Um, he was white and his face was round and looked slightly sunburned. His hair was dull blonde and covered his head like a helmet, uh, leaving his round ears to protrude on either side and his small hands carried nothing. Apparently they, they kind of locked eyes and then the Pukwudgie turned around and just walked back into the woods. And when he followed and tried to find him, he couldn't. No, man. Um, his, his second encounter when he was 14, he and a friend were, were out walking in the woods and they saw a small man, a very small man following them dressed in like a men's white shirt. And basically the, the guy kept following them. Even they, they went to like a grassy field and they start going through the grassy field and they can see the grass moving behind him. Like he's followed, followed them like into this field. Yeah. So, uh, then they start to get freaked out. So they kind of ran across the field and then reached, there's apparently like a, a rock that like set up on this hillside. Uh-huh. And then they like ran down this, the hill and they had a friend who had a farmhouse down at the base of the hill. So they like knock on the doors and the family was apparently eating dinner and you know, they're all freaked out and the, the parents apparently didn't believe them and just, you know, thought they were making things up. So the, the father actually got out a pair of binoculars and went and looked up at the, the rock up on that hill, and they said the little man was just kind of lounging on top of that rock. Wow. Um, yeah. So, um, but, yeah, so there are there are some pretty crazy stories. There are. Um, the Ronenberg girl story. Oh, in yeah. There, there's is, yeah. there's a, one of the best. There was apparently, there was a guy who... Um, had been fishing and this was out on, um, I think it was on the Mississippi river. So, oh, uh, so not even on the, on the white river yeah. here. Um, and he was, he was apparently fishing and a, as he was fishing, this, uh, puck fell out of a tree or fell off a ledge or something and basically like landed in his boat Whoa. while he was out fishing on the river. And so the guy tried to grab him and was just like, you know, what, what is this thing? And like tried to grab the, tried to grab the puck wedgie. And apparently the, uh, the puck wedgie actually, uh, when he, when the man tried to grab him, he jerked a, a sharp, sharpened oh, stick yeah, out yeah. of his belt gotcha. and jabbed it into the guy's eye. <sighs> yeah. And so, you know, he dropped the man. He said he ran out into the woods laughing hysterically and calling out in a strange tongue. And apparently this guy still wears a glass eye, but he never told even his own family what happened. happened. He only told this uh, Paul Sartzman because he knew that he was researching this. And he wouldn't believe him. And he wouldn't, wouldn't, he's withholding his name because apparently the guy comes from a pretty prominent family. Oh, Um, Pence. But then, uh, it, may, yeah, it may have been Mike Pence's dad. We we don't know. Um, and yeah, then you had mentioned the uh, the bird sound. Uh-huh. So that one. So uh, apparently, uh, this Sticks was this was actually and, in yeah. in Mountain State uh-huh. Park. There's a um, there's an area where the there's like kind of a cliff that mm-hmm. juts out over because all of the park is kind of sits on up on a bluff over the river, right? Yeah, and. Uh, a friend of this, the the author, was out walking on this this trail along the river there, and when they got to that bluff, there's there's a rock there, and saw like three or four of them up on that rock, and they were kind of startled by 
uh, this guy, you know, and one of them basically let out this weird shriek that sounded like a, a bird. And then they oh, took yeah. off. I would lose it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. And so the friend was there with like his girlfriend or something, and yeah. she never went back. She wouldn't go back into the park. <laughs> so, but. What do you think? I mean, you and I have done the Puck Woods yeah. hike at Mountain State Park. Well, so the interesting thing, so because the park sits up on the bluff, and there used to be caves. There were caves, uh, that's right. Facing the river on that bluff. Yep. Apparently, um, a lot of people used to think that the Puckwudgies lived in those caves, and then they would, depending on the season, if they needed to venture out to get more food, they would build these little structures, you know, little, like, wooden structures mm-hmm. out in the woods so i have seen those i've seen them too yeah. out, out in mountains. they're almost teepee like yeah, structures yeah. they're they're conical mm-hmm. made of sticks and they just look like but they're small yeah there was you one know, right off the trail feet. right yeah. off that river trail yeah. and i don't know if that's someone messing with the with me but like but also there was I've one seen them other uh, places along the river there's outside a, of the park there's a trail between the campground and the swimming pool yeah. and i remember seeing one in the woods yeah. off off there off that's that trail that's a very uh, underused or lesser used trail yeah. that area of the park yeah. too over by the airport yeah. yeah yeah so I don't know and then in why the, not I if mean, you if you visit mounds um, you it's a cool place in the nature center go mm-hmm. to the nature center and they actually have a little puckwudgies display you can buy the book that I'm that I'm talking about for like six bucks and they actually have a, a this Paul Startsman's collection so uh-huh. it's like arrowheads like small arrowheads that he found and artifacts that he thinks like could be puckwudgies uh photos of some of the shelters and stuff that Uh he found um yeah i don't know man i love it i think it's cool and and the crazy thing is there was another podcast i was listening to where this couple came out uh and went to mounds and they were investigating puckwudgies and they talked to one of the security guards That's at right. the park. That's right. And he apparently, he says he saw one. And this, and this was in, what was it, like July of 2016, Yeah, I a couple think. Of years back, yeah. And uh, he said it was like 5.30 I in the evening. I know who this guy is. I'm going to have to ask yeah, him about it. Check yeah, check it out. I, wanna, yeah. I want you to do, so we, we have to send Corey Correspondent out there to For ask sure. him. But uh, yeah, he said he saw like, you know, a little like three foot man and ran off into the woods and oh and the reason that they would wear these clothes because it's like well why would he be wearing normal Oxford clothes cloth yeah like shirt button down yeah. shirts and stuff yeah so apparently this paul startsman knew a lady who lived near him who would actually there was a an, a grove of like plum trees or something near their house and he said this lady would bring out boxes of clothes and set them out by the plum trees and she said it was for the puck wedgies yeah and or they i've heard they'd steal them off clotheslines yeah everyone used to keep their clothes out on clotheslines so yeah they had puck wedgies would go out well we met that woman that lived across the street or near the park that's right she claimed that she had seen one that's right yeah yeah we went on a puck wedgie hike right and she dead of winter yeah yeah and yeah it was that was pretty interesting too but um yeah Yeah, but the whole cave thing at mounds so there were caves at mounds park in the uh uh, along the bluffs, and Mounds Park used to have an amusement park. Yep. And they actually had a roller coaster that went over part of the Great mm-hmm. Mound called Lips and Deep. That's crazy. Oh, <laughs> leaps and dips. But uh, a girl got lost in those caves for like a day or two. Huh. And when they finally found her, the some of the townsfolk dynamited hmm. the caves shut so no one else would get in there. But 
I mean, for sure. I mean, who knows with the caves? There could be all kinds of tunnel systems, or well, who and knows I also what's wonder like, on. are there other caves along right. the bluffs, like outside of the park? Right. Oh, gotta be right. I that mean, there never... are all these natural springs and yeah. fins yep. and things that are all along. I mean, you you take that uh, stretch from. Mounds Park to downtown Anderson along the river, and there are all kinds of natural fed springs that are coming out of yeah. these high bluffs that if at some point in history they dried out, they could easily become caves. Right. Hmm. You know, so it's cool. It's it's one of the lesser known but really cool legends and mythologies of oh, the Anderson sure. area. Yeah. Yeah. And it's super cool. And it's not specific necessarily to Anderson. Right. But back to New Jersey, Massachusetts area, yeah. Pine Bluff area, which is where the like you said, the Delaware, the Lene Lenape people came from. That when right. they were removed from the East Coast, they settled here. And the and the stories out on the East Coast, like in in like you said, in New Jersey, Massachusetts, those the puckwudgies that they described there, they're basically like a different species right they have like gray skin they basically look like weird like troll like yeah, like native americans kind of, yeah. they're like evil creatures uh-huh. they can create fire out of magic yeah yeah so and these puckwudgies are very different right. so you know maybe the delaware when they when they came from like the east coast out here they encountered these little people and like their term for like little people is like puckwudgie right. you know even though they're not the same, right. you know, or they might have just been legends, and then they see these little people, and they're like, uh, "What are these guys?" Right. So, Super I don't cool, know, dude. Great lore, I love it. They the could folk, be Oompa Loompas. They could be the folk folk tale, folk history of this area is underappreciated and understudied. So I think it's cool, and I keep an eye out every. I went out there at midnight a year or two ago, and I kept my eyes peeled. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yep, so, it is a little spooky. I, I would, yeah, I would imagine. I don't know that I'd go out there. The last time I was out there, I was out on the bluff, looked down. I was kind of like peeking around to see if I could see where the old caves used to be. Uh-huh. And I just saw two giant uh, rat snakes. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, Sun in or Six something. inches away from me. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. There's some monster rat snakes out there. Yeah. yeah for sure. But so yeah. anyway. Nice. Well, keep an eye out next time you, anyone come, any of our listeners come to Mound State Park. Keep an eye out for the puck wedging. Oh, for sure, they're there. Well, and if you're listening right now, you know that we love you, and maybe you know some other people who'd be willing to let us just love them too. <laughs> so, if you know someone who's a fan of you know mysterious little people uh, watching football games with General Mattis yeah. or, or Sleepy Wilbur Ross, athlete politicians, yeah, um, yeah. Governor Serena Williams. Utter domination in sport. Yeah. Just uh, shoot them a link to this episode. Uh, well, that's it. We did it. Episode 62. We did it without you, Snoop. We can do this. Yep. We can do this. You it, say it's your podcast, but we did it. We proved it. We did sports. As always, I want to thank the guru, Mikey, Jet Belly Music, the commissioner, Brandon Casburn, and the honorary ball boy this week, who is? Ball woman this week, Sharice oh. Davids, okay. who was just elected to the House of Representatives out of Kansas. She is one of two of the First Nation women that were oh, yeah. elected. She uh-huh. is from the Ho-Chunk Nation in Kansas and fits right in with sports, 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 because while she is a lawyer, she is also a former MMA fighter. What? So way to go, Sharice. All right. Congratulations. Well, find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or email us at sportsportsportspod at gmail.com with any questions, headlines, or topics you would like to discuss. 
And don't forget to rate us and subscribe. New episodes will be there every Thursday where we will ask, how about some sports? How about it? Yeah. Yeah.